What does it mean that we are not to take God's name in vain? It goes deeper than you think. Today on Rooted Daily, we're talking about the third commandment and what it means to not use the Lord's name vainly. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where we're rooting ourselves in the Bible so we can grow with God a little more every day. I'm Brandon Levy, and for the Israelites, at the base of Mount Sinai, God was very clear. Do not use my name in any way that disrespects it or tarnishes it. Why? Because God and his name are holy. The third commandment says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. God's name is to be treated with respect at all times. That makes sense, right? After all, we're talking about the name of the almighty God here. Of course, using his name vainly would be wrong. But what really is this commandment all about? Is it just that we shouldn't use God's name to swear at people in a way to express our anger or our contempt or, or sometimes our surprise? Is it just about using the name Yahweh itself? No, right? Later in Judaism, maybe that's how it was understood, but it was always intended to cover any careless or irreverent use of the name Yahweh. A fairly literal reading of this would be, you shall not lift up the name of the Lord your God for nothingness. God, he did not want his name used for no purpose. He didn't want it misused. That didn't mean that you could never use his name, that it should never be spoken. Now, maybe later on, Judaism feared to speak the name of the Lord in an effort to not violate this commandment. But that's not what this is about. God's name is to be honored. And how can we honor it if we never use it, right? Everyone in scriptures addresses God and they call him Lord, they call him Yahweh, they call him by name as they should. And this commandment also didn't mean that a person could never take an oath by the name of the Lord. It says in Deuteronomy, it is the Lord your God you shall fear, him you shall serve, and by his name you shall swear, Deuteronomy 6.13. So that's not the command either. So what is? In the Bible, how are we told that people took the Lord's name in vain? And there are a few examples that I can see. Now, the first way is people misuse God's name by using it with sorcery. Acts 19 says that some Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord, Jesus, over those who had evil spirits. And they said that they, by the name of Jesus, whom Paul proclaims, seven sons of Jewish high priests named Siva were doing this, but the evil spirit answered them. And they said, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I recognize, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Acts 19, 13 through 16, a really interesting story there. You know, people believe, the, these sorcerers believe that they could gain some supernatural power just by using the name of God, the name of Jesus. They couldn't right? There's no power in just the word itself. That's not it. God's name is not to be used this way. Saying his name is not going to give you an ability or a power to do something. And we see this today, right? This misuse of God's name. False teachers declare 
that if you would just say a certain prayer, a certain incantation, that God will act for you, that he'll empower you. He won't. Or other false teachers will say that there is a formula that must be spoken in order to be saved. Some will question your salvation by asking what was said at your baptism. If the words for the forgiveness of your sins weren't used, they'll say that baptism's not valid. Or even if those words were used, but it wasn't done in the name of Jesus, those words weren't spoken, then it's not valid either. That's ridiculous, right? God's name is not a magical word. It's a relational word. I am. It points to his power and his being and his eternal character, but it's not magic. God is not a spell. God never teaches us to use a particular formula to make him act. He's not a genie. And I hate that people have done this to him. I hate that people have taken like the model prayer Jesus gives in Matthew 6 and, and make it into this. Prayer is supposed to be a direct line of communication with God. It's not a spell to be memorized and recited. So that's one way. The name of the Lord is used vainly, ascribing power to a word that it, it doesn't have. Second, the name of the Lord was misused through false prophecy. A prophet would say, this is what God says, and they'd lie. Jeremiah 14, 14 says, and the Lord said to me, the prophets are prophesying lies in my name. I did not send them, nor did I command them or speak to them. They are prophesying to you a lying vision, worthless divination, and the deceit of their own minds. You know, these people, they were using the name of God to advance themselves and their own agenda. They're using God's name in vain. And we see that again all the time today by politicians and political parties throughout history with social causes and wars and the slave trade and the crusades. They all used the name of the Lord to justify their actions. All kinds of false things are taught in churches today, declaring that this is what God says. Even teachers who will claim to have a special revelation outside the Bible from God, they'll say that this is what God told me to do, or this is what God told me to say to you. That's using God's name vainly. The person claims to have a message from God, but God did not give them that message. The person claims to be acting on behalf of the Lord, but he's just speaking empty words using God's name to back it up. That is a violation of the third commandment. Third, the name of the Lord was misused by swearing false oaths. And I want to be clear, they're false oaths, right? Remember Deuteronomy 6.13, where they were uh, commanded to swear using God's name, but their oaths had to be true right? People, they'd use the name of the Lord and they'd try to prove all sorts of things that just weren't true. Jeremiah 5 says, run to and fro through the streets of Jerusalem. Look and take note, search her squares to see if you can find a man, one who does justice and seeks truth that I may pardon her. Though they say as the Lord lives, yet they swear falsely. They're using God's name to confirm what is false. Leviticus 19.12 says, You shall not swear by my name falsely, and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Again, all the time people do this today. They'll say they swear something on a stack of Bibles or on their mother's grave trying to prove something 
as true, and they're lying through their teeth. When God's name is used, the words better be true. Our yes should be yes, and our no, no. Now, none of this should make us afraid to use God's name. The name of the Lord must be used carefully, and it should be used in holy ways because of what his name represents. His name represents all of his goodness and purity and graciousness and love and greatness. We should respect it, but we shouldn't be afraid of it. You know, the scriptures repeatedly declare that the name of the Lord is the power that saves. How could we misuse and flippantly uh, utter God's name when his name is what saves us? Acts 4.12 says, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Romans 10.13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. 1 John 5.13, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. And 1 Corinthians 6.11, such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. The name of God has the power to save. How could we disrespect that? But we shouldn't be afraid of it. And so 1 Timothy 6.1 says, Let all of you who are under a yoke on bondservants regard their own masters as worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and the teaching may not be reviled. Do you see that? You know, the New Testament it so often takes these commands and shows us that the outward uh, surface level observance is not the point. Saying the words uh, about God, that's the surface level part of this, right? But it goes so much deeper. We revile the name of God with our actions too. And so back in Exodus, notice what God says about those who misuse his name. Exodus 20, verse 7, the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. His name is intensely precious to him. God holds his name in high regard because it means everything. His name is glorious and saving, and we are to honor his name. Martin Luther, I think, said it very well. He said, we are to fear and love God so that we do not use his name superstitiously or use it to curse, swear, lie, or deceive, but call on him in prayer and praise and thanksgiving. So using God's name in a non-honoring way, yeah, that's, that's taking God's name in vain because it uses something glorious in a cursing way. But far deeper than that, we take God's name in vain when we devalue its true power and authority. If we use God's name uselessly, it's only because God doesn't mean that much to us. He's frivolous to us. If we understood the power of God, the person of God, we would never use the name of him the way the world does. You know, Jesus taught us that God's name must be counted as holy, must be treated as holy, Matthew 6, 9. That's not just about God's name as an expletive, right? We are not to be flippant with his name. That's true. We're not to use God's name to take false oaths, give a, a false declaration, try to gain special power by saying his name. But it does mean that when we say the name of the Lord, we say it with honor and adoration. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. Next time we are opening up 
to the fourth commandment, honor the Sabbath to keep it holy. So I can't wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content, you want to make sure others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.